You just listen to the old pork chop express and take his advice on a dark and stormy night. When some wild-eyed, eight-foot-tall maniac taps the back of your favorite head up against a barroom wall, looks you crooked in the eye, and asks you if you've paid your dues, you look right back at that big sucker and remember what Jack Burton always says at a time like that. Have you paid your dues, Jack? Yes, sir, the check is in the mail. You are totally the biggest mark. The Hulk Hogan, you can go to hell. And all these people are a bunch of stinking bums, aren't you? The reigning United States heavyweight champion, Brett Hitman Clark. And we're back again with the Late to the Nitro Party podcast. Today we're coming to you from beautiful St. Louis, Missouri. Um, home of, uh, was it Sam Mushnick? The old, Sam Mushnick. The old promoter uh, from the Territory days, uh, as well as the Ortons and many others. But uh, today we're going to be looking at WCW Monday Nitro from November 6th, 1995 from the Jacksonville Memorial Coliseum in Jacksonville, Florida. Tennis of this show was 9,500 people, 3,500 which paid. Uh, something I decided to look up just out of pure morbid curiosity. Uh, this show drew a 2.0 Nielsen rating. Uh, Raw for this week had a 2.6, so Raw won this week. Um, so how's everybody doing? Everybody good? Great. Uh, if it sounds a little different, we just brought a bought a brand new... Blue Yete microphone. This is our first time trying it out, so if it sounds like shit, then that's a waste of money. If it sounds awesome, then great. So uh, hopefully that works out for us. So. Now, how, how many white Bengal tigers did you guys have to kill? To, uh, I to... did not kill any, however, I did shave his whiskers. Shaved his whiskers. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So um, make sure, pull up your copy of the episode on the network and press play in 3, 2, 1, play. And we're off. This episode is brought to you by Surge. Surge and Emo's and Pizza. And Emo's Pizza. A St. Louis staple. Oh, God. You are going to have <sighs> explosive diarrhea later from that. Mm-hmm. So, set the stage for us, uh, buddy. This is the... Let's see. Halloween Havoc's already happened. Right. We've had a Nitro... Be- since then, since then, this is the second. So this is so this is in between uh, Halloween Havoc and the upcoming pay per view World War Three. Yeah, these are gonna lead up to that. Oh, this is fans call the shots night. So, what you could do is call in to the hotline, and they give you two locker rooms. You pick a, a wrestler or tag team out of each locker room, and the fans voted on who is gonna be in the main event. So we'll see here in a bit who is in each locker room. So now, how much of that do you for. believe is legit and not that's just planned good, already? That's a good question as far as how much of that is just a work. Um, the What was the number for the hotline? 1-900-909-9900, but this isn't for the hotline, though. This is oh. to call in and vote for your uh, matches, the, isn't it? Is there a number? No, you there? can't call it, but we or can least... try to call the hotline. Oh, maybe we'll try that here in a little bit. We're we'll uh, hotline later. We're going to call the hotline and see exactly what it is. It's probably pornography. So you get to choose from Flair, me, Paige, blah, blah, blah. I nope, didn't they read fast it. enough. Basically, it's a heel locker room and a uh, babyface locker room. Here in a bit, we will have promos from each locker room, so we'll get to see who uh, all is in there. I'm so. voting for Scott Norton versus I'm, Alex Wright. I'm voting for Dave Sullivan versus Shark. <laughs> I want Dave Sullivan versus Kevin Sullivan. They're brothers, you know. Not really. Kayfabe. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, another another Halloween Havoc recap. <clears throat> Just Luger jostling <laughs> yes. Savage around the Yeti. Oh uh, boy. So, so uh, what's the dog wearing today? Is that a clown? Yeah, I think it's yeah. a clown suit. Yeah. God, Mongo. See Penzer back there working the crowd. Yeah, I like Dave Penzer. He's okay. When we went to Thunder. People were marking out like crazy for Pinzer. Yeah. Remember that? People, there was a Pinzer chant going. There oh, was. <laughs> I believe I might have told him to suck it quite loudly. Suck it, Pinzer. Yeah. 
So first match, we've got the Giant versus Cobra. And, and they, Cobra they, is? Well, Cobra, actually, first, point out, first thing I want to point out is they start playing the Dungeon of Dooms music first. So somebody hit the wrong button in the back, uh, and they had to put uh, Cobra's, fired. Cobra's Morse code theme over the top of it. Did anyone look into uh, <clears throat> what that Morse code is saying? No. Oh, we, no. we didn't have time for that. Oh, we got to do that. Cobra, this guy is Jeff Farmer, and he would go on to be the NWO Sting. He's the fake Sting once the NWO... Uh, forms yeah, about so, a year from this about point. a year from now so that's probably about the biggest spot of his career doing mm-hmm. that so he gives his dog tags to a little kid in the crowd which uh it's gonna be a little traumatic for that kid considering he gets absolutely squashed in about <laughs> 15 seconds spoilers I'm not sure i don't think a lot of people th- this is uh actually technically a uh, world title match world title match yeah we'll we'll get into that later but Ah, yeah, yeah. So, uh... But is he the legit Well, I said we'll get into that later. There's this whole thing where we get, like, lawyers involved, and a lawyer cuts a promo on Jimmy Hart, Mm -hmm. and it's pretty terrible. Paul White himself, still, on, like, podcast stuff, refers to this as an actual title reign, so... Yeah, so there you go. I'd say that's your answer. It's good enough for him, it's good enough Uh for me. <laughs> he, oh, that's great. He picks up Pinzer like a small child. Yeah, he he makes him say that it's it's a title match. Right. Sure it is, Bischoff. Mm-hmm. You run this company. I say if you don't like it, take the belt off of him. <laughs> is it at this point are fans smart to Bischoff in his actual role? Well, we've talked about that before. I don't think so. Like, he, he's just a goofy announcer. You would see. I mean, the internet doesn't have... So we get an immediate choke slam. <laughs> but actually, on the pay-per-views, I'm pretty sure the credits show credits. Bischoff yeah, being the executive, executive producer. Okay, yeah. well... I, who watches those? Yeah. Yeah, I, have, I sure as hell haven't. So... So that didn't take long. Cobra's uh, dreams. He's going to need those dog tags back. Yeah. No, he's dead. Yeah. Actually, they so, can. All right. They got to send those in. Yeah, that little kid who was pretty happy. He's probably probably a little traumatized. If you're if you're away. listening, let us know. We'd like to talk to you. <laughs> Hopefully, you're not in a home now. Yeah. Traumatized from watching your. Just imagine that you, Red Heart comes out, gives you his sunglasses, and is immediately just destroyed. Yeah, that's that's essentially what what has happened here. So okay, we get a, a shot from the the heel locker room. We've got Scott Norton, Shark, DDP, Ric Flair in his Cosby sweater, <laughs> and uh, Big Bubba Rogers taping his fist. Choosing up. to wrap his hands at this time. I, I like how... Sh- oh, we've got the Blue Bloods oh, in the background drinking back tea. Bobby Eaton and Steve Regal. So each... Uh, each locker Why are Norton and Shark? Well, they, ha- they have a few. They don't oh, like each other, right. remember? remember They've had a match. And in the Babyface locker room, we've got Shivani there with... Uh, we got Mr. Jail, Dave Sullivan, the Nasty Boys, and Sting, Hacksaw. and Hacksaw. <laughs> <laughs> Hacksaw's going ape shit. Whoa there. Yeah, that's... tracking. Yeah, that's from the network. Yeah, That great. wasn't us. <laughs> Johnny B. Bad, Alex Wright, Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, and Sting. Oh. Hacksaw is just throwing shit around and just keep. He's like trying to steal the shot. The guy in the green, who'd you say that is? That's Dave Sullivan. Oh, okay, that's yeah. right. Evad. Gotcha. His gimmick was that he was dyslexic. Okay. So that's. that's Wait, if that's his gimmick, then what's Hacksaw's gimmick? Hacksaw's <laughs> gimmick is that he's a uh, yokel, I believe. So we get our first uh, World War Three. Uh, what are these called? Promos. <laughs> In that promo, if you if you want to go back and watch it again from the Babyface locker room, Alex Wright, B- Brian Knobs is trying to make Alex Wright laugh the entire time, and he finally sort of gets him to crack towards the end. You're not really paying attention to Alex Wright because he's in the background, but. Uh-huh. So this is that thing I was telling you about earlier we're going to see with okay. uh, the... You, you'll just have to watch it. It's a promo. <laughs> so what <laughs> we, get, the? we have Turban Man. 
like, what is this? And just Hogan and Savage with what appears to be a hobo. <laughs> this doesn't make me want to go to Venice Beach at all. No. Like, it looks no. like a scary, scary place. Yeah. So, what is this promo about? Um, Hogan went back to Venice Beach to, I guess, reconnect with the dark side okay. or some such nonsense. And Savage is along for the ride. Savage is wearing his uh, his Macho Madness gear. Yeah, a little foreshadowing again. Did anybody ever have the t-shirt with him looking through the prison the bars? bars? No, I, I, I do. wish. I, I always thought that was a real good looking shirt. No, I bought it after the fact, but I've got it. So yeah, that's a, that's, that's a hobo. Yeah. That is a homeless guy. Nice. We get a better shot at the guitar player here in a second, and just look at his outfit. All right. I mean, it's ridiculous enough as it is, but when they pan out, it gets even more ridiculous. So Savage and Hogan are talking about their like their plans for destroying the Dungeon of Doom. Or, to be honest, I didn't listen to it that close because I was too distracted by everything else mm -hmm. going on. Look at Savage's elbow. Did you see that? Look look at his left elbow. Yeah. What's up with it? It's got a giant growth on it. Oh. It's like, like an look elbow at that. Pad. Yeah. Oh my god. Wow. That's like a cow too many elbow drops. Well that's his left one though. He doesn't yeah. use his oh, left yeah, one. You're right. Ugh. Yikes. So he's on rollerblades. Uh, <laughs> I had this exact same purple and green and black rollerblades. And has catcher's shin guards on. Yeah. So that's something you don't see every day. Wow. <laughs> I can't. So uh, we've got another match coming up here. Match uh, two for the night. We've got uh, Taskmaster. Great. Great. We're going to see Kevin Sullivan actually wrestle. Oh, that's what I'm the fans so excited. Want. Yeah, it's it's not that great. You don't say. And he goes for the the old single trunks. Mm. Yeah, he's old school, man. He is. <sighs> Unfortunately, we'll see who he's wrestling here in a second. What an odd body. Yeah, he's got a little. Because he's kind of in shape, like body. near the top. Oh, the renegade. <laughs> yep, it's the renegade. Wait, I thought it was the ultimate. No, no, no. they tricked us. He they throws us some sh Watch it. Look at these shitty-looking clotheslines. I don't know if it's his fault or Sullivan can't sell them worth No, the I'm shit. pretty sure it's renegade because Sullivan's probably thinking this. He's like, get me out of here, this freaking... Mother yeah, effer. This freaking rookie. Pointless. That, yeah, why don't you just roll under the ropes next time so you don't dislocate your knee. This is this is going back to um, when they first brought Renegade in. Jimmy Hart managed him because it was like Hulk Hogan's ultimate challenge, mm -hmm. well, and a, they kind of made you think it was going to be Warrior. Yeah, he's but an it ultimate wasn't. Warrior ripoff. That yeah, it's all he is. It, ooh, only he's not as good of a worker. So immediately to the outside of the ring again. Yeah. <sighs> this match is pretty sloppy. We'll see. I am enjoying uh, Jimmy Hart though as the as the heel. Just jabbering he's, on the megaphone. Yeah, no, it's a lot more believable. I mean, he's annoying. You. Yeah, he's annoying as hell. It makes a good heel. Yeah. So this renegade guy. What's his real name? Do we know? I don't know. I know he passed away right. sometime in the late I didn't 90s, know if he early two thousands. Had anything going on before this? No. I, if he did, it wasn't in a big territory or nothing. I think he's a pretty young guy. Probably right out of the power plant or something. Yeah. I mean, he's got a good look. I mean, if you take the crappy-looking face paint off yeah. of him, I mean, he would have a good yeah, look. Yeah, if he didn't have the shit gimmick, he probably would have had a... Yeah. I mean, I don't know. He, he could have got better. I don't know. <sighs> Heenan, Heenan just going off about the Japanese... <laughs> Rick Wilson is the renegade. That's right, Rick, Rick Wilson. Rick Wilson, okay. 
died in 1999. Uh, trained by Killer Kowalski. Yeah. Oh. Built from Killer Kowalski. Kowalski. A lot of people came He's, out of Kowalski's he, he school. He had a real big wrestling school. Yeah. So we get a power slam from the Renegade. I bet she misses. Oh, the no. um, handspring backsplash. Mm-hmm. Oh, we get the Tree of Woe. That is this time. That's like Alberto Del Rio's finisher where it's like takes way too much setup to get the guy into it. Yeah. Double foot stomp from Brett's Rope. And that's oh, it. Oh, wow. Very it's over. About a two-minute match and pretty sloppy and it's <laughs> over with. So Jimmy Hart has a red solo cup. Yep. Oh, he's gonna he's gonna wash his face paint off. He or not he. Is this kind of equivalent of shaving Hogan's mustache? I guess he. He's, yeah. Apparently, I'm reading here. It looks like um, looks like after this, he comes back with a, kind of a modified gimmick. He's not an Ultimate Warrior ripoff. He's like a this he's like a biker or he's some like, type uh, thing. They still call him the Renegade. He's still the Renegade. He's though. Still the Renegade. Plain old Rick. Plain old Rick. They done got old Rick this time. Yeah, it looks like he comes back with just trunks and tribal armbands, is what uh-huh. it says here. He was on Saturday night a yeah. lot. I remember seeing him. I love I love Regal. Regal Regal's nice. freaking awesome. Like he plays this snooty heel to the hilt. The one knee pad below the knee. <laughs> Was he eating back there now? Oh, lights went. I don't think this was planned. I think the lights actually went out, because why else would they? DDP. DDP turned the lights off. (laughs) Just going with it. Yep. It looks like he ain't got no pants on. Like he just escaped from just, the, just the nursing home or something. Sweater and no pants. <laughs> oh, I God. mean, you people listen to this. Every time Flair cuts a promo, we shut up because we want to hear it and we want you to hear it because it's usually solid gold. Yeah. We get a Saturday night promo. We get uh, Arn Anderson and Kurosawa. <laughs> More Disco Inferno. I, I'm looking forward to, hopefully the network will put up WCW Saturday night uh, episodes here sometime. Yeah, they don't have anything on there yet. No. They only have Nitros up until like 1999. They have all through 98 and then some of 99. No Thunders, no Saturday Nights. And I don't understand why, but no Worldwides. No. <laughs> so you can watch hard work Bobby Walker wrestle Horseshoe. Yeah. <laughs> Worldwide had some decent guys on it. You were a Horseshoe Mark for I some like reason. Horseshoe. I really don't know why. It's the haircut. Here we go. Match of the night. So we get Chris Benoit versus Eddie Guerrero. So this uh, this is going to be a good one. Benoit got a little chest acne going mm. on there. Wonder why. That's going. Yeah. <laughs> Big fan of Benoit's WCW theme. Wasn't it a uh, porno theme originally? Probably. I, I mean, was. I haven't sifted through enough of enough pornography to find it yet. But yeah, I'm, it was. I'm tr- but I'm trying. It was like Cinemax. It Jer- oh, like it, stuff. It Jericho's both. Cin- uh-huh. Cinemax, softcore. Uh-huh. So both these guys has been well documented. Best friends, you know, on the road, always rode together. 
Um, it's been well documented. Benoit would always drive because he was too worried Eddie would be too drunk or high, oh, yeah. and he crashed the car, <laughs> so he'd drive for him. Said Eddie would always roll down the road drinking out of a bottle of wine and popping pills. So his, they, tru- his trunks are still like uh, his old uh, dynamite. Like yeah, uh, here in a couple weeks we'll see him finally go to the more what we're used to seeing the crippler uh, trunks, right? So in this match, there's not really a clearly defined heel or babyface, but Benoit is playing playing the heel. He's the stronger guy, more aggressive. He's got the bigger mullet. Yeah, that's pretty spectacular. <laughs> and probably in the traditional role, better at calling the match inside the ring as it right. goes. Right. Yeah, and usually the heel's going to be the guy that does call the action. Ooh, Alabama slam into a modified high angle Boston Crab or a Lion Tamer. We don't see that anymore. Nope, that's against the rules. It's really upset when Jericho quit using that because it was now it's just a Boston Crab. It doesn't look any different, but like that is a very, very painful looking move, which it probably is pretty painful. The guy from work just sent me that. <laughs> it's a T-shirt. That's awesome. Here we get the Japanese contingent. We got Sonny Ono, Masahiro Chono, Jushin Thunder Liger. Oh, look at that. Wearing his New Japan jacket. Yeah. This is basically the NWO Japan. Like, yeah, in the right. Future. When it was Masa Chono, Great Muda. Mm-hmm. Liger never was. I don't think I Liger don't... was ever a heel. No, I mean, he's pretty much straight baby face. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know that for sure, but. We get a bunch of flippy arm drags from Eddie. Tilt-a-whirl slam, Benoit lands right on his tailbone. <laughs> he did not take that bump yeah. flat at all. I think Benoit does stuff like that on purpose, if he feels the crowd. Yeah, just to trailing, you know? yeah. Just to take some crazy bump uh, to get the crowd back into it. I want to get one of them t-shirts the uh, ring crew wears. The nitro uh, polos. Nice. <laughs> But Eddie's been doing the same spot where he takes a big high cross body to the outside from a corner. Look at them stretch marks. A on. fan just shoved Eddie <laughs> in the back. That guy's trying to get them kids out. Random thought. Did you know that John Cena was in Ready to Rumble? You're kidding. I swear to God. He was, uh, there was a spot where that, the king yeah. is doing an interview in the gym. Yep. That actually is taking place at uh, an independent, like all those guys in the background are independent wrestlers. Yeah. And it's some specific uh, uh, organization, but John Cena is one of the guys in the background. Wow. That's um, um, UPW, is it? Yeah, something like UPW. that. UPW. Well, Benoit going up for the superplex. Ugh. I mean, he makes it look good slash bad at the same time. <laughs> A lot of impact. So what was it that... Did Guerrero die of a heart attack? Uh, yeah, I mean, something like that. And Benoit died of a, a wire, a workout he, well, bench he, wire. He died of a lap pull-down machine. <laughs> that gets a lot oh, of people out. That's stiff. Really hard. Uh, Eddie took that powerbomb right off the back of his head. Mm. Ouch. You get a short clothesline from Benoit. We still haven't seen the diving headbutt yet. I'm not sure when hmm. he starts pulling that out in WCW anyway. Get a roll-up attempt from Eddie. A kick out. A lot of nice back and forth in this. The match. crowd's not super into this. They don't understand I this mean, kind they of don't, stuff yet. Yeah, that's true. Where's this event from? Jacksonville, Florida. And you would have thought, I mean, that's 
Dusty Rhodes territory. Dusty Rhodes territory, yeah. yeah. That's probably a big reason. I mean, maybe we haven't seen Kevin Sullivan wrestle a whole lot, but I mean, he's a Florida territory guy. Yeah, he's maybe from they put FCW on, Florida they Championship. Put wrestling. him on the card just to get him out in front of some hometown. Yeah, people. he's probably got some fans out in the crowd. Yeah, actually. So we get the German suplex into a bridge. Benoit does that better than anybody. Oh, yeah. He makes that look so darn good. You going for the rolling? No, Eddie blocks it. Oh, into a Northern Lights Ooh, suit. Ooh, I like that. Makes that look really good. You know, I'll say this, though. As much as the crowd isn't going crazy, <clears throat> look at them. They're not talking to each other. No, they're watching. Yeah, they're watching. That's yeah. true. They are interested. They have, Every single one of them has their hand to their face, and they're watching this match. He goes for the Dragon Suplex. Eddie gets to the ropes. Here we're going to see sort of a Japan-style flurry here shortly, I believe. And this does pop the crowd when they do this. The crowd liked that, just flurry of punches. So Eddie's going to turn this into a crossbody and get the win. Had but the, his, uh, the, well, the ref, they there. play it as so that he doesn't have to job clean. The ref counts a three. Eddie gets the win, but Benoit's feet were clearly in the ropes. Yeah. So he's got a gripe. So the, Lead the, up to a match or... Uh... Um, rematch? I'm not sure. We'll see here in a couple weeks what the program is. Hopefully every week forever. But so yeah. yeah, exactly. So big win for Eddie Guerrero. He's getting a little uh, miniature push here right now. He's getting some wins. So we're back in the babyface locker room. Just keep your eyes on Hacksaw. Hacksaw's the <laughs> best. Like he steals the show here. One point I was gonna make. We have the heel locker room and the babyface locker room. You call in which two guys are going to wrestle each other in the main event. This is 1995, so there was no such thing as like internet trolls like there are today. Had you do this today, you'd have, you know, the Blue Bloods versus Dave Sullivan in a handicap match main event. Book it. Well, like, I, believe, mm-hmm. I believe the WWE's done this a few times in recent history as of today. Hmm. And they, I, I believe. It's widely assumed that they just kind of ignore it. They do whatever they want. But right. say it's, that... Yeah, it's, it's... Right, and as we'll see here, I mean, what match is everybody going to want to see, really? It's Flair versus Sting. I mean, oh, yeah. most people are going to figure that out. but And that's what it ends up being. Spoilers. Hacksaw with the tape. Yeah, <laughs> just like Hacksaw almost like gets himself choked out with his own tape. Oh, Hacksaw. We get a Slim Jim spot. I want a Slim Jim. Just a quick trip. Hey, (laughs) Fall Brawl on V... You have have that. 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 I have that. I own that. Fall Brawl on VHS. I think that was one of our... When we went and bought the... uh, The local video store was going out of... Or they were changing formats or getting rid of all their VHSs. So we went in and we probably bought... 20 between four of us bought 20 or so wrestling VHSs for probably it was an obscene amount like of tapes that we like bought. five like five dollars yeah. it wasn't very much yeah like 50 cents a piece or something and one of them was fall brawl mm-hmm. Heenan is drinking sake oh nice he looks a little he looks like he actually is drinking. He, he I would be. If I had to sit next to Bischoff and listen to him jabber on and Mongo and all that, I'd be drinking too. You have any sake over there, Grant? I do. I like plum sake. I do. I had, sake. I had some uh, draft sake uh, over the... Uh, see, last fall, Milam's uh, bachelor party that I went to, I had draft sake is kind of like, keep it cool, you know? Mm-hmm. And drink it. It's pretty good. So main event, the fans have spoken, and it's Sting versus Flair. Thank God. I mean, I'm okay with that. So either 
I got to give the fans credit, or they just ignored who the fans wanted and put this match on. One of the two. I mean, this show was a roach with Sting versus Flair. Right. I mean, it was yeah, never. It's a pretty approach. obvious. I mean, with they put guys in there that they at least hoped people wouldn't vote for. Is this second time we've seen Flair versus Sting? On the very first episode was. Sting yeah, and Flair. I think this is the second two. time because this is their um, match. You know, coming off Halloween Havoc with right. Flair turning on Sting, so there is definitely uh, some history here. Now, if Sting's to be believed, Ric Flair is going to die tonight. Yep. Hmm. He gonna kill him. One thing about Sting, I don't know is that I've ever seen him wear the same ring gear twice. Hmm. He has to have a... He's got a lot. Now, when he goes to Crow Sting or Wolfpack Sting, he basically wore the same oh, I'm sure it's outfit. stunk by the end of that program. <laughs> but when, when he's Surfer Sting, like, he's got to have yeah, crates full of yeah. that. Because every night, it's some different color scheme. Luckily, he was smart enough, unlike Flair, to not have outfits that are encrusted with jewels and feathers and cost $10,000 a piece. So. Right. And that's one thing in... Uh, in his Hall of Fame speech, Flair, Flair is molesting a Hooters girl outside. <laughs> Damn! Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Flair has a habit of uh, sexually harassing ringside females. <laughs> you were telling me earlier that your grandmother... My great-grandma used to go to the shows Evans- in Evansville. And uh, she was ringside one night and got a kiss on the cheek from Ric Flair. We're she, talking late seventies, probably. Space Mountain. Ah, she may have. <laughs> I may be you a descendant. Ric Flair's <laughs> illegitimate grandson. Oh boy. So we're gonna get the typical Sting Flair match here, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. No, I'm happy but it's a that. very by the numbers. They kind of have their match. They do. I bet you Sting no-sells an inverted totomic drop somewhere out of these corner punches one of these times. We get the whirly gig spot, clothesline spot. (laughs) A little flail to the ground. Flare flop to the outside. Listen, if they want to make every Nitro this match, Guerrero versus Benoit, one or two more, I'm good with it. In ring, I mean, we get two squash matches, basically, to start off. Yeah. But the last two are really right. solid, so I'm okay with that. Flair's one of the few guys that every match he has is the exact same. Yeah, he but you love it every yeah, time. Exactly. It doesn't ever get old. He found the perfect, he does, the perfect way of doing things. And he might do little things different, but for the most part, he gets in all of his spots. Yeah, well, he's and I think I've talked about it. I mean, at this point, he's an old man already. Yeah, he's forty. He's in his forties, at least forties. Sting no sells a suplex. But he ain't gonna no sell that. Mm. Like he, 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 yeah. he landed him. pretty hard. At least his ribs yeah. did. Mm-hmm. You don't have to take. Why are we doing this? I yeah. Time a little take better. the break during freaking Taskmaster Renegade. This this it's a, it's not a real fucking sporting event. You know <laughs> when the shit's going on. One of the few times I've seen Flair walk out with no robe. He, he didn't come out. That's because he was waiting in the back, ready to go. Well, he took his Cosby sweater off. That's true. He should have wore that. He should have wore that. A sparkly. Just Cosby a sweater. sequenced Cosby sweater. <laughs> I don't. Can we call them Cosby sweaters anymore? That's gonna be one of those things. That's not sad. Yeah, it's not, Ugh, yeah. It's not PC. I forgot about that. <laughs> Whoops. One thing I noticed the first part of this match: the crowd's hot for it. The crowd oh, is into it. This is honestly, if you start pushing young talent, which you don't because you're WCW and you're dicks, <laughs> but this is a great match to start every show to. Just familiar spots, yeah. get the crowd get hot. Get the crowd hot, yep. In Sting's Hall of Fame speech, or his introduction that Flair did, one of the things Flair said is that one one of the things he really liked about Sting is that he invested in his ring gear, talking about all the different yeah. outfits, Said he he spent a lot of money on that stuff because he had so much of it. Mm-hmm. But that's one thing he really credited Sting with. Yeah. If one guy can appreciate Ringer, it's that guy. Yeah. So we get a back suplex. Looks like we're going to the figure four. It's over. Next right. match. Yep. Heenan's marking out for the figure <laughs> four. 
Oh, look at the front row crowd. Point it out. He's cheating. Yeah, he's, he's cheating, uh, ref. That's something you don't see anymore. Crowd, crowd. Yeah, are, yeah these I are mean, old school territory fans. Yep. Dumb, stupid, blind ref. <laughs> Using the ropes for leverage. That's something you really don't see anymore either. <clears throat> and Flair and the ref both doing doing a good job. Randy, yeah. Uh, the, so, I hate when somebody cheats and the ref looks it. right yeah. at it, but that's, it's not part of the the script per se, so they don't even do anything about that's, it. That's one of the things I think Cornette talks about. I don't remember if it was, I think it was in Ring of Honor. He told the refs, if, if you catch anyone cheating, no matter what, you DQ it. Or, or do or at least take some right. sort of action. Don't, don't follow the script. If you yeah. catch them, yeah. they should well, that's be able kind of to do it right. Ring of Honor's thing. I mean, they their Ring of right. Honor has right. the whole like, the rules. idea behind it. So... Sting's gonna hulk up. Cool spot there with Sting dragging Flair away. He couldn't get out of the figure four, right. but he could drag him away from yeah. the ropes. Yeah. That's that's good psychology. Yeah, no, and the crowd, like I said, I mean, they seem to be in on it. They're following the nuances of the match. No one has to. No one cheats anymore. No one grabs the ropes because there aren't there aren't rules now. He made to cheat because it doesn't give you heel heat because right. no one knows. He may have said it already, but Mongo butchers a uh, Vince Lombardi quote where he says, fear makes cowards of us all. What's it supposed to be? It's supposed to be fatigue yes. makes cowards ah. of us all. But it's like, yes, if you're afraid of something, <laughs> you're right. a little yes. So we get a pr- the usual press slam spot from Sting here. Can you, can get a woo? A, you can see a second ago when Flair's punching Sting. I don't know how hard it is. But it's hard enough that sweat is flying off. Yeah, he's hitting us plenty hard. Eye poke, vintage flare, love it. Flare's still selling his leg from the figure four reversal. That's a lost art today. Yeah, I mean, you just don't see that. We've talked about that before. Mm -hmm. That way, throw him under the second rope. Yep. Don't get DQ'd. That lady is wanting to touch. Yeah, she wants, <laughs> wants to touch. Him. Oh God, please touch please. the sting. Flair's gonna land on her. <laughs> she never gets to touch him. Nope. She wanted to though. Oh, she wanted it. I like that because that's how you poke someone in the eye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Flair's, Flair's doing something. What's he doing? He's leaving. Oh, he's got a chair. He went to the front row. He's got a chair. Oh, I love this. I love this spot where the ref takes the chair away. I love it. Randy Anderson does a good job in this match. Yeah. Well, he even shoves Flair yeah. back. Tells him he'll DQ him. Yep. Flair's good at like making the ref look competent. Yeah. You know, like he's actually doing his job. Oh, what's the special announcement? I don't know. Bischoff teases some sort of special announcement after this match, so we'll see what that is. There's a Yeti sign. No, you're kidding. No, someone just held up a Yeti sign. (laughs) Oh, boy. I couldn't see all of it. It said the Yeti something. It It might be, is my father... God. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how much time they took making up that sign, but it was probably too much. It was just a black marker on the nah, white poster boards. It wasn't like real interesting. I think they wrote Yeti in, in green letters. Maybe they're big Yeti yeah. marks. They are Yeti, Yeti marks. Is they're the like Yeti out of the picture at this point already? Yes and no. Okay. We'll see. Alright. We're going to get the double bridge up spot. That takes some core strength yeah. from both. Like that could be screwed from, up pretty easily. From both guys. That that's not that easy. Into a backslide. I don't know if you guys saw it, someone walking down the stairs to the far right a minute ago walks like hacksaw Jim Duggan. <laughs> Is he like bushwhackering Just, yeah, down exactly. the Oh my god. So we get the press slam off the top rope spot. These are things we've seen. In this match, many times, <laughs> but it still with, keeps people's interest. Crowd, so yeah. yeah, I mean, going back to was it Great American Bash ninety? DQ him, ref. Can't put your hands on him. 
So Sting picks up the ref and moves him to the other corner. But Flair's got the nucks, which are literally like tape. It's just tape, balls of tape. And he waffles Sting with the nucks. See now, Flair. And then he's, str- <laughs> he's strutting. Flair does a good job, though, during that whole spot of being very deliberate to go to the ring corner yep. and to do it so the crowd knows what's going on. Yep. We've seen in weeks past, if you just waffle someone... With, was it the Anderson match? Yeah, we're, I mean, yeah, it just looks like he jobbed to a right hand. Right. It doesn't. So Sting kicks out at two. Yep, the fans know what's going on. Monko's talking about football. <laughs> oh, Sting's hulking up. I mean, he's not hitting him real easy right there. No. He's laying a few well, of them. notorious for actually... Potato into those guys. chops. Another press slam. Remember that one match in the first Nitro he like press slammed him six times or something <laughs> yeah. silly like that. Big top all the way up superplex. Ooh. Ooh. Flare bounced. Yeah. Pretty good. Oh, Scorpion Deathlock. Somebody coming down? I don't know. There, there's some people looking. Bud Ice is looking to the left. But uh, nice Bud Ice T-shirt. I like that. <laughs> oh, he tapped. Yep. Wow. Over. over. Okay, this is part of the angle here. Sting won't release the oh, hole. He's, he's and he's a baby face. Right. This isn't a baby face move, but it's a blood. You know, it's a blood right. feud. Right. He's trying to end you his mean career. Business. Trying to end his career right now. I. I don't sting Scorpion Deathlock. It doesn't look as good. Like his his feet are too close together. Like yeah. his leg, you know, it just looks narrow. It doesn't look as powerful. It, it's hard to beat Bret Hart Sharpshooter. I actually thought Owen Hart Sharpshooter looked the best out of any sure, of them. Sure, part mm-hmm. of it's uh, leg shape, length, girth. Yeah, I mean, it probably changes. Now, now, if you're Ric Flair, what the what the fuck's the point of having a stable? If some guy's breaking your fucking <laughs> legs and they're nowhere around to save your life. Well, what you could say is is that. Benoit has already left the arena after his match, and let's say Anderson and Pillman are here, maybe. Right. Is Benoit a member of the Horsemen at this point? Oh, yeah. No, he's not. Forgot about that. I was going to pretend like you didn't say it. So, <laughs> the babyface locker room comes out, and they try to t- get Sting, you know, to break the hold, and he won't do it. I mean, they're they're honestly trying... Yeah, cauliflower ear. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. They're playing it up like Sting is trying to permanently injure Ric Flair and end his career. Oh, here comes Hacksaw. He'll solve this. <laughs> Hold on, And he guys. does. Yep. And he does. Leave it to Hacksaw to finally pull him off. Got Dillinger out there. Where's his billy club? Does he have it? I guess not. That way, Hacksaw. Way to be di- diplomatic. The voice of reason. Yep. Oh, he's he's going back for more. Oh, he just runs in and puts it back. On. Uh, we got Luger out here. He'll face Luger. He'll, yeah, just tweener douche Luger. Then pants, dude. Seriously, he's, he's walking out to see if Sting has seen his hair moose. Striped, striped Zubaz pants and untied <laughs> combat boots. Uh. So, you know, we know Luger and Sting got a history. They're buds. Luger talks him into breaking it. Listen, Sting, I know you have my mullet pick. I know you've got it. Just give it back. (laughs) So that's kind of the big mystery is what did Luger say to Sting to make him break the hold? And why does Duggan look so confused? Well, because he's Duggan. (laughs) Where am I? Like, seriously, did you see the last promo? Athletic tape confuses him. (laughs) So Flair's hurt. Flair's still proned out in the ring. He's (laughs) He's got a little (laughs) shit-eating grin for some reason. Oh, we've still got a big announcement. Yeah, we've got a big announcement. Seven minutes left in the show still. Nothing like a main event that is an announcement. Yeah, well, they do that a lot. Main events are like Hogan promos and shit. Right, right. And we get the giant Taskmaster Jimmy Hart in the ring. How many times we've seen these guys talking? Every Nitro that we've gone over, this has been for the most part, yeah. Two midgets, a giant, and a man in his bathrobe. 
<laughs> oh, this is where we get the lawyer cutting the promo. Mm. It's terrible. Hawk Holen? Hulk 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 Holen. Hulk Holen. Holen. Hulk Holen. Hulk Holen. <laughs> Little so, known part of English so punctuation. Like, the Hawk Holen. It's Gaelic. Just to cut this down a little bit. Long story short, Jimmy Hart had the power of attorney when signing the contract for the match at Halloween. Because Havoc. they actually, you know, do that. Well, Hogan was the, Hogan was off filming Thunder in Paradise, uh-huh. so he gave Jimmy Hart the ability to sign his Wait, contract. Wait, I thought his neck him. hurt. How's he doing boat stunts with a hurt <laughs> neck? Well, uh. because wrestling. Okay. Um, Jimmy Hart screws Hogan by putting a clause in there that says, if Hogan gets DQ'd, he loses the title. Loses the title on DQ or count out. So, according to the court documents, the Giant is the champion. And I think that's where you get is it, it is kayfabe wise an official title reign. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's basically this is a big waste of time. And like, because, you know, people love legal jargon in their right. pro wrestling. Uh, judging by the crowd, these are yeah, you know, a lot of people students just of the law game. Arms crossed, staring off into nothing. Don't care. Hey, is there another match? Nope, kids, go home. Why does he Why? have to sign the contract? Is he the Giants like? Legal, legal guardian, guardian or something. It'd be funny if they played it up like the giant was actually like a sixteen-year-old kid, <laughs> but he's just well, like he's really only like twenty-one. Yeah, I mean he's still young. People are marking out for the attorney. They are. It'd be funny if he just started does a Ric Flair promo right here. You know something? <laughs> are there okay, dogs? dogs? Do you have a dog fighting ring next to your house? I guarantee the mic's picking this up. Maybe. This is so boring. Like, you end a show on this. Yeah. So, basically, uh, the lawyer guy comes out and says that Nick Bockwinkle has determined that the title will be held up and the winner of the World War III three-ring 60-man battle royal will be crowned heavyweight champion. The giant looks troubled. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, what? Words on paper. (laughs) Read that, Uncle Kev. Gosh. So basically, this is a crummy ending to this show because it just grinds to a halt. Like we're re- we're, it's just words and legal nonsense. Kevin Sullivan actually means what? He has no idea what he's saying. Sullivan <laughs> just oversells that he's like distraught. Chokeslam giant. I'd be just, oh, that should have been out there. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I would have liked mean, that. Everybody hates lawyers. That's true. <laughs> that that the problem with that is that it turned giant baby face. I'm surprised <laughs> this, the main event of World War Three after the battle royal wasn't uh, the giant versus Max Weinstein there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Sullivan. Uh, Can you imagine yeah. Sullivan versus Sullivan versus, versus Harvey Goldberg? The the we better the, show, that's probably the main event of all. The lawyer. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised there's never been a lawyer gimmick in pro sure wrestling. There has. Oh, I'm in now. I mean, I'm writing that to the top. Like Harvey Weinstein, attorney at law. That's good. You just have like some finisher that's like the 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 retainer yeah, or something. That's, that's a good. That's a good submission. Uh, speak. Uh-oh, you just hit him with the bar exam. It's all over. The now. bar exam <laughs> out of nowhere. So, speaking of weird wrestling gimmicks, something me and Zach were talking about earlier was E-Feds. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so, what's up with that? <laughs> explain, you two explain E-Feds to me. Well, you got, you know, fantasy football and stuff today. And they're, uh, this would be like, what, late 90s? Yeah, late 90s. Like 99, 2000? Yeah, Let's see, I was 14 in 99. And I I registered a GeoCities domain, <laughs> <laughs> and 
And I made, I don't know, I think I made a Hulk Hogan fan site, a Walter yeah, Warrior yeah. fan site, yeah, a Chris, Jer- Warrior, Warrior yeah. Chris Jericho fan site for some reason. I don't know why. But then I uh, started so seeing these things. So you don't know why you made a Jericho fan site, but you totally know why you made a Hogan fan site. Oh, yeah. I okay. was obsessed. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. We were marks. Yeah. So anyways, uh, E-Feds, you created your own wrestling federation. You became the booker and owner. And you, I guess... I guess through forums or something, you get yeah. people to join. Yeah. And the, the thing behind it is each person has their own gimmick. They basically write their own stories. They, it's a script, more or less. They, they write their interests. They give themselves music. They write their match, move for move. Uh, come up with any angles, doing some backstage uh, talking emails with other people. So I had like a couple dozen people uh, <laughs> in this place... This this EFED called the uh, AWC, yeah. the American Wrestling Championship. So basically, it was all coin toss title matches. People voted on who would be in the title matches. Uh, there was angles. Uh, so people like would a, get into forums and chat rooms and you, basically cut promos on each other. <laughs> so basically, you had like a, a sort of booking committee. Exactly. Like, yeah. Everybody was involved. Everyone voted on who would be. Uh, in the title matches, and there's like a coin toss for the winner. We one, were... one thing, if anybody saw Savage's shirt in that, yeah. it was him wearing a shirt with a picture of himself on it. <laughs> it was the exact same look on his face. Oh, that's great. So, anyway, go exactly. ahead. We were in another E-Fed together. We yeah, we went to one. We were the Flash and Pyro. The Midnight Intruders. The Midnight... <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I totally forgot the name so of like, that. Uh, sort of great. like a play on the Midnight I, Express and yeah, I, I went the Midnight on, Intruders. <laughs> that's right. Intruders. I, I went on to win a singles title in that fed. What was your finisher? Like the home invasion or something? Like we had some pretty bitching music too and everything. <laughs> I know, it was good. We had good. I remember the logo now. It's just like a black background with Midnight Intruders it like was. neon green. It was. And like, like so spray paint we, writing. We did have, we had, it was the Doomsday Device, but it had a different name. Yeah, we just called it something different. It's like the Silent Entry or something. <laughs> yeah. Some sort of creepy. Oh, yeah, no, I, I went on to Oh, that's something. I actually forgot so all about it. So I, I went on to win the equivalent of the uh, IC title. So <laughs> one thing, the reason why I brought up the E-Fed thing is because I remember, for, don't ask me why I remember this, but 20 years ago, Grant was trying to explain E-Feds to me. And all I can remember is that there was one guy in the E-Fed with the gimmick as the whaler. <laughs> and he cut promos like a pirate. Like a pirate. <laughs> and it was nonsense. Or I be the whaler. Or that's right. Or I be the whaler, right? So if if whoever was the whaler the is whaler out there listening. In the AWC for call, 1999. Call up. Um, call us up and we'll get you on an episode. And, and we're ready to start the EFED up. We'll give you a push. Yeah. It's going to be a good deal. So, so this is your next promo. Before we go... Grant is going to. Um, we're going to do something here. Um, what's the number to the old WCW? One nine hundred nine oh nine ninety nine. Hold on, slow Kids, down. Get your slow down. Tax. All right. One nine. Keep it on speakerphone. Uh, not until I call. Okay, so we're going to call this up and see what it is. Now. The call you are attempting to place is not allowed <laughs> this line. So it doesn't exist. It's not even porn. Yeah, dial I don't know. 800 Well, that's disappointing. I don't even understand this. Like, did you dial one? Oh, you know what? It's, I can't dial 900 numbers from a cell phone, I guess. Yeah, it's to be a landline? Do you have a landline? Said, no, I don't have a landline. Nobody has a landline. <laughs> we do because we have to. All right, well, well, now we know. All right, folks, so uh, sorry, sorry, no phone sex chat line, so... Um, All right, so join us next time on Late to the Nitro Party, and we'll be here doing it. (laughs) Not really, but (laughs) figuratively. Good night, everybody. See ya.